Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. What's going on, everybody? Josh Engelman for awesomeo.com, and I am back with my special FanDuel Thanksgiving edition of my top five. Now, these will be my top five plays for just the three-game Thanksgiving slate going to be a fun one so be sure to hit that like button subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell so you know when this and all of our other content goes live follow me on twitter this is a biggie at josh engelman so you can get updates to these sim results as we get closer to lock i'll have something relatively early tomorrow morning aka thanksgiving morning before i go live on our nfl live before lock show Finally, let me know in the comments section, who are your favorite options at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end? Speaking of tight end, we're about to dive in right now. Number six, Jordan Aikens on the outside looking in. Who's going to be in the top five? It's less important for tight end, but it's very important for running backs and wide receivers. Let's check it out. Now we're going to see some big, big disparities as we work our way up the ranks. Normally when we're doing these top five videos, there are, I don't know, 11 games, 22 teams. This one's a little bit smaller, so you're going to see some extremes. Number five, Logan Thomas, 5K, six and a half point fantasy projection. Obviously, the football team taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense, not very good, but even still, there are more efficient options than Logan Thomas. There's not a ton of upside here. This is a direction you want to go if you're trying to save a bunch of salary. You could also spend a couple extra $100 and go to number four, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he shows up just slightly more than Logan Thomas, 10.8% of the time in the optimal lineup. Uh, the football team's defense is pretty solid, 13th against the run, 4th against the pass. This is going to be a tough spot, but in the grand scheme of things, I think Schultz is a slightly better option, but again... There are three better options here at tight end, and we're about to take a pretty sizable leap up to number three. And when I say sizable leap, I mean 0.2%. We're going to Eric Ebron at number three, 5,700, projected for seven fantasy points, taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Steelers are the favorite. This is a big one for Pittsburgh. Tough matchup, though. Ravens fourth against the run, ninth against the pass. It's not like you're expecting a monster day out of Eric Ebron. The the true absolute ceiling game isn't really there. And that's why you see Ebron and Schultz and Thomas all ultra similar. They have very similar projections, relatively similar salaries, and sort of the same ceiling. Neither one of these guys are going to be going for some crazy like 10 catch, 100 yard, two touchdown day. That's not the way this tight end position is broken up. But now... We are taking a giant leap. We are create, we're, we're going to a way different tier at number two. 
showing up in the optimal lineup 31% of the time. Yes, that's three times as often as Ebron, Schultz, or Thomas. I mean, basically as often as all three of them combined, that's going to be TJ Hawkinson. He's 6K, nine-point fantasy projection, and a tasty matchup against the Texans. Two and a half point underdogs, 51 point total. All those signs point to at least a sizable workload in the passing game. Hawkinson does have enough upside to go for a really crazy score. Again, it's it's tight end on FanDuel. That's going to be a little bit different. The receptions aren't going to be as important. What you're really hoping for are touchdowns in this spot. There's a little bit of downside, but ultimately at 6K, only being $1,000 more expensive than someone like Logan Thomas or even less so than Schultz and Ebron makes it a no-brainer to want to go to Hawkinson or my number one pick. As if there was any real doubt, showing up in one-third of the optimal lineups, 6,800, that would be Mark Andrews, projected for 9.3 fantasy points, 4-point underdogs, 45-point total, and arguably the most difficult defensive matchup you can find. That's not going to slow me down. We don't have enough options, and there aren't other tight ends on this slate other than Hawkinson that can match Mark Andrews' upside. It's not like he goes for a monster score frequently, but the consistency is what I'm looking for. No problem pairing him up with Lamar Jackson on this slate because of the size of the slate. And you guys can see it on the screen. One third of the time, Mark Andrews is in the optimal. Basically one third, it's TJ Hawkinson. More often than not, you're going to see one of these two guys as the essential tight end for the slate. Now we transition to the wide receivers and you can see the top 10. So coming in 10, Marquise Brown, number nine, Juju Smith-Schuster, number eight, Marvin Jones, number seven, C.D. Lamb, and number six on the outside looking in, Chase Claypool. Don't overlook him though. He shows up in the optimal about a third of the time. These top five wide receivers, quite a bit more though. Let's dive in. Who is number five? Right now, if I'm picking between Steelers wide receivers, I'm going to Deontay Johnson before I go to any of the others. 6,800 projected for 11.2 fantasy points. We know Baltimore's defense, a little tricky. I'd like, you know, 45 point total isn't as big as I would like. And honestly, I really hope this game just happens. But Deontay Johnson, I think is the best combination of price and upside. He can go for north of 30 little more than 1% of the time, but ultimately you're going to see Deontay Johnson in the optimal in a similar way to our number one and number two tight end. We're talking about a third of the time you're going to need Deontay Johnson. It's close between him and Chase Claypool, but for right now, <laughs> I'm going with Johnson. Number four, we're transitioning over to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going with Amari Cooper, 6,900, 11.5 fantasy point projection, 46 point game total against the football team. We know it's a tough spot. Their pass defense has been really solid this season, but Cooper has major upside, even if it is Andy Dalton under center. 4.8% of the time, Cooper can go for north of 30 fantasy points. He shows up in the optimal lineup one-third of the time, 33.3 on the dot. There's some downside here. There are so many, I guess, weapons. It's hard to say that a team has a lot of weapons when they're three and whatever. But there are so many weapons on the Cowboys that it could be spread out a bit. But for right now, I, I can't get away from Amari Cooper. When you're in a third of the optimals, you're going to be in a lot of my lineups. We're going to take a giant leap up when we get to one and two. But for now, we're going to number three, Brandon Cooks, 6,500, 12.3 fantasy point projection. This one is the one that looks really good on paper. You're not worried about the Lions defense. Houston, two and a half point favorites, 50 plus point game total. Uh below average defense against the run, below average defense against the pass. 
I don't think that Cooks has the same wild upside, and you would expect probably a little bit higher of a ranking on DraftKings since the additional half point per reception is pretty big. But between Cooks, Cooper, and Johnson, you're probably going to need one of those three guys in almost every lineup you put together. I think it's very reasonable to have two of those three. I really like Cooks. There's not a ton separating three, four, five. You can kind of mix those guys up in any order. So if you're building a particular game stack, I don't mind just grabbing, you know, grabbing Cooper instead of Cooks. But for right now, if we're just talking frequency, Cooks gets there a little bit more often than Cooper and Johnson. But those three guys don't get there nearly as often as my top two wideouts. At number two, showing up in North of 50% of the optimals, that's Will Fuller. 7,400, projected for 14 fantasy points, getting that same awesome matchup as Brandon Cooks. The the true ceiling game is what you're looking for from Will Fuller. He goes for north of 30 fantasy points, a little over 4% of the time, and he really is showing up in the optimal 51.1% of the time. More often than not, Will Fuller is in the optimal. The $7,400 price tag is just not something that's going to slow me down. There's enough value elsewhere that you can pretty easily get to him. And spoiler alert, I like his quarterback a lot this week too. Will Fuller's number two though. Who's my number one? Praying we see him on the field, but I will happily spend $7,900 on my number one wide receiver. That would be Terry McLaurin. Uh, The Washington football team's got a good one here. Projected for 13.7 fantasy points. He gets the benefit of a fantastic matchup. Dallas stinks. Uh, doesn't matter what side of the ball. Not a big fan of them either way, but against the run, bad. Against the pass, slightly less bad, but still bad. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points 4.8% of the time. And just a hair more than Will Fuller. You're expecting to have one of those two guys. You're probably getting either McLaurin or Will Fuller in the optimal. That's the most likely scenario. That happens about 75% of the time that it's at least one. I think the guy to go for is Terry McLaurin. Now we transition to the running backs. Peterson Hill Pollard rounding out the bottom of this list. That's basically randomness. Number seven, J.D. McKissick. Number six, Gus Edwards. You would think it would be a little higher, but it's not really. I've got five guys higher than Gus Edwards, and it's time to dive in to those five running backs. Now at number five, we've got Antonio Gibson. So he's coming in a bit more frequently than J.D. McKissick. I think Gibson fits FanDuel a little bit better than McKissick does, considering the amount of targets McKissick gets. 6,800 for Gibson, a terrible Cowboys run defense. All signs point to this being pretty favorable for Gibson. The rank, that 25th ranked rushing defense is pretty massive to me. If they get out in front, I can see Gibson having a pretty sizable workload. You're not expecting a monster day. He's not going for north of 30 all that frequently, but 29% of the time, you need Gibson in your lineup. Taking another step up into another tier, 6,700 for my number four running back. That would be James Conner. 12 fantasy points. You're not happy about the matchup. And honestly, you're probably not all that happy about everything you've gotten out of James Conner this season. You've been looking for a little bit more. I don't see the monster day there, but James Conner feels really safe. And again, he shows up in the optimal 39% of the time. I think he's probably a couple hundred dollars underpriced. I would have no problem playing 7K for him. That would probably put him down in the Antonio Gibson tier. You're worried about the Baltimore run defense fourth in the league. They're basically the opposite of the Cowboys. There's just too much consistency in James Conner's work. So I will bet on his volume for Thanksgiving Day. 
Now at number three, we've got the bane of my recent existence, Duke Johnson, 6,100, 13 fantasy point projection. It's a great matchup, but I feel like I've said this before for Duke Johnson. It doesn't make me feel good to roster him, but he shows up in the optimal 41% of the time. I'm going to roster him a lot. Goes for north of 30 fantasy points 3% of the time, optimal 41, so it's just a hair ahead of James Conner. I'm just waiting for the breakout. I know that it's there, or at least I expect it to be there. We haven't seen it quite yet, but that's not stopping me from going back to the well. I know it was bad last week. It wasn't exactly great the week before either. I'm not getting away from it. I'm still going to Duke Johnson. Now we take another sizable step up in tiers. I'm hoping this guy is on the field. He's trying to work his way back from the concussion protocol. It's looking positive right now, but things can change dramatically if DeAndre Swift ends up being ruled out. But for right now, assuming he is in 7,200, 15.7 fantasy point projection, the Houston Texans defense stinks. 31st against the run, 24th against the pass. I think DeAndre Swift can go for north of 30 fantasy points 8% of the time. I love the projection. I love the matchup. I love the game total. The only thing that I don't love is the ambiguity between Swift's status. And we will know by Thursday, by tomorrow, obviously, whether or not he is in. So I'm not too worried about it. But if DeAndre Swift ends up being ruled out, that's why you keep a close eye on my Twitter so you can get the updates. And at number one, as if there was any doubt, showing up in the optimal 68% of the time, it's got to be Ezekiel Elliott, 8,500, 15.5 fantasy point projection. It's a tough matchup, but it really doesn't matter. On a three-game slate, raw points are massive, and Zeke is going to have as good of an outlook as anybody else at the running back spot. He shows up in the optimal 68% of the time. That is a massive number. You, I don't think you could really avoid him. Seems to be a cash absolute lock because the the raw points are so important. You can't afford to miss out on someone that can go for 30 as frequently as Ezekiel Elliott. 6.8% of the time, in fact, he goes for that monster number. He doesn't even bust all that frequently because of the way that he's used in the passing game. Only goes for less than 10 fantasy points 12% of the time. There's not really a way for me to get away from him. His ownership is going to be really huge in GPPs, but to me, that is warranted. It's not that I want to fly over the field on Ezekiel Elliott, but I assume I'm going to have somewhere in the neighborhood of 70% of him. He's going to be in a lot of stuff. Before we get to the quarterbacks, one last call. Please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman, and let me know in the comments who your favorite quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends are for this Thanksgiving slate. I'm excited to dive into the quarterbacks because there is one clear-cut top option that we need to talk about. And that option is not Alex Smith. Alex Smith shows up number six on the outside looking in. Let's just dive straight into number five. That would be Ben Roethlisberger, 7,700. He's just not going to be all that frequent in the optimal. There are a couple guys that are just better options. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that he's got a very difficult defensive matchup and a relatively low game total. This doesn't seem like the best opportunity to get a quarterback putting up a high number. There's not a lot of upside in the rushing game for Roethlisberger any longer. I just can't go there all that frequently. That's what puts Ben at number five. Now, if you need a little bit of salary savings, I think you can go to my number four, Andy Dalton, 6,800. But again, he is going to be under some pressure. The fourth ranked passing defense is going to be all over him. Eighth, 8% chance of going north of 30 fantasy points. The, the bust potential, not all that high. 
you just don't see him being in the optimal. And when it comes to a three-game slate in comparison to a monster slate, on a, on a normal 11-gamer, I'm not super worried about who my quarterback is. On a three-gamer, when there are only six options, the difference between one and six is massive. Dalton is on the low end of my quarterback rankings. We're about to pick up a lot of optimal lineup odds. We're taking that step up here, number three. Coming in, number three, got to go to Lamar Jackson. And honestly, I thought he was going to rank a little bit higher. Coming at $8,000, he's facing a very, very difficult matchup. Sixth against the run and the best pass defense. But the Steelers had their worst day against the run the last time that these guys played a few weeks ago. I believe it was week eight. Lamar looked good on the ground. Uh, Two fumbles certainly didn't help, but that swings the game quite a bit. I like his opportunities on the ground in this spot. Shows up in the optimal 18.8% of the time. That's good, but it's not nearly as good as my number one and my number two. Number two is Matt Stafford. I never would have expected Stafford to be ahead of Lamar Jackson, but the matchup is just so important here. 7,200, 18.7 fantasy point projection, and a really terrible Texans defense. Whether it's against the run or against the pass, I don't think Stafford's all that worried about it. You would like to see Kenny Galladay back. Hopefully he can be healthy. It's not looking like that's going to be the case. Stafford has a legit chance of going for north of 30 fantasy points. 12% of the time, or at least almost 12%, and he shows up in the optimal 21% of the time. If you're playing a five max contest, you know, you're going to assume that Matt Stafford is an optimal in at least one of those lineups, maybe two. He's still not even remotely close to my number one quarterback. Completely different tier for Deshaun Watson. Watson showing up in the optimal 36% of the time, 8,700 on FanDuel, 23.5%. Fantasy point projection, massively higher than every other quarterback. Lions are bad. The defense is bad. The 51-point game total is incredible. And just simply put, Watson being a mild threat on the ground is enough to make a huge difference in comparison to Matt Stafford. Clearly, I liked Will Fuller before. I love the Watson-Fuller combo. I love the Watson-Fuller-Cooks combo. Hopefully that combo works with Duke Johnson. We shall see. Watson goes for north of 30 fantasy points almost 24% of the time. This is the guy you want more often than not. He's well worth the $8,700 price tag. Deshaun Watson, the number one quarterback for the Thanksgiving slate. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for joining me for this FanDuel three-game Thanksgiving slate breakdown. Appreciate you being here. Please enjoy your holiday. Look around. I've got a DraftKings version of this video as well. So if you're playing on both sites, I've got all the content for you. I will also be back with a showdown-specific breakdown for Steelers and Ravens. And then we're going to do this one all again on Friday. Top fives for the Sunday main slate. Keep your eyes peeled. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman so you don't miss anything that I'm doing. Good luck on Thursday. Gobble, gobble. Shouldn't have done that. (laughs) 